Welcome to All That Attitude, hosted by me, Addie. Today we are talking about vacations. Now, summer has come to an end for me, and as well as for the majority of my listeners. I'm in my senior year of high school, which is super exciting, but I wanted to share with you guys a little recap from my summer vacation that I took with my friends. But before we get into all the craziness that happened on my beach trip, I do want to mention my beauty marks a spot for this week. Holy moly, I was looking at my analytics for my podcast, and guys, we have listeners from all around the world. Currently, my podcast has listeners in the United States, Thailand, Ireland, India, Germany, Australia, Poland, the United Kingdom, and Ghana. That blows my mind. Ever since I was a little girl, I just knew I wanted to inspire and motivate people and be a positive influence in everybody's life. And the fact that my podcast is able to reach so many people from all around the world is a dream come true. So hello and welcome to this week's episode. Another beautiful moment from this month is I made a YouTube channel and posted a video format of how I almost ended up in the ER with COVID-19. So if you haven't listened to that episode and you would like to watch me talk about it, instead, my YouTube is at Addie Janarowski. I'm planning on posting similar kind of content on there that I post on my podcast, plus fashion and other fun things. So definitely go subscribe if you want to see videos from me. Alrighty, let's get into this episode. So I've been on my fair share of vacations, and I always find myself getting into the weirdest, craziest, and funny situations. My parents and I took a trip a couple years back to Arkansas. It was the week of Thanksgiving, and Arkansas during autumn is absolutely beautiful. The leaves are turning colors, and it is such an overwhelming but beautiful sight. Well, we decided to go on this scenic hike that was recommended to us. We got to the trail, and as we were walking, we realized in order to get to the other side of the trail, we would have to we would have to cross this creek and squeeze in between these two boulders to make it to the other side. The creek was barely running, but it had a little water in it and was very muddy. So without even thinking twice, I took a step and you guessed it, I slipped and fell right into a pile of mud. As you guys know, I'm so graceful. Anyways, I had to hike the rest of the trail with a soggy, muddy, wet bottom. And after we finished, we went to the grocery store and Everybody was staring at my brown, muddy bottom. Oh, embarrassing. Um, last little micro story I want to share before my vacation story from this year takes place last November. My aunt and uncle have a Christmas tree farm, which is honestly super cool. They live in the middle of nowhere. Their road is covered in trees and bushes. Well, this past year, my dad and I went and spent the night with them so that we could pick out our Christmas tree and bring it home. So we decided on a tree, and the rest of the day was spent catching up and talking. It was around 8 p.m. It was really dark outside. My dad and I decided to go down to their shed and get some ice cream from the freezer. 
Their shed is a pretty good amount of way from their house. And so we get the ice cream and get back inside. And I go upstairs to go find my uncle. Now, the plan was to play Settlers of Catan and eat our ice cream. Um, if you guys haven't played Settlers of Catan, I definitely recommend it. It's really fun. You just basically buy and sell settlements and crops. It's fun. Anyways, so I'm going upstairs. I open the door to their office and I see my gun or I see my uncle loading a gun. I questioned him asking, why are you loading a gun? And he told me that he got a message from one of his neighbors saying that there is a burglar on their road and wanted to take precaution. I was shocked because it felt like we were in a movie. So my dad finally comes upstairs and we tell him what was happening. And let's just say going to bed that night was very nerve wracking. I was sleeping in their guest bedroom right by the front door and my dad slept on the couch. So we didn't sleep so soundly that night. For the record, that guy did not come knocking on our door. So that's good. Alrighty, to start this year's crazy vacation story off, I want you guys to know that this was our first trip without any of our parents, so we were so excited to go spend a week at the beach together. We planned the whole trip and budgeted everything we were going to be doing. It was all in our hands since there, was, there weren't going to be any of our parents. So I went on this trip with Amanda, Courtney, Crispy, Joe, and Nick. I've been friends with Amanda and Courtney since we were in middle school. I played Little Red Riding Hood in Into the Woods, which is a musical, and Courtney was my grandma, and Amanda was Cinderella's stepmom. That's when us girls became super close, and we have been best friends ever since. Amanda and I are in the same, uh, same grade, and we are the same age, and Courtney is 20 years old. Just thought I would throw that out there. Um, Crispy and I have known each other since we were three years old. I actually have a picture of me and him at my birthday party when I turned three at Chick-fil-A. So that's super cool as well. Nick and Joe are Amanda's and Courtney's cousins who just moved from Washington. So this is my first time meeting them and getting to know them. So we start driving and we finally get to the beach and we pull in our tiny Airbnb driveway and our house is on a very busy yet sketchy street. We had a bright yellow fence and the tiniest little driveway. It was perfect, don't get me wrong. It was just in a not so nice neighborhood. So since Courtney is 20, she was the one to rent our Airbnb and was technically the adult if anything went wrong. If you guys are traveling, especially in a big group, I recommend staying at an Airbnb because it's a lot cheaper and you can come and go as you please. Also, you can cook all of your meals instead of eating out every night, which is a plus as well. That's what we did, but we did eat out the last night we were there. So the next morning, I wake up at 7 a.m. I make a pot of coffee for everyone to enjoy. Nobody was up just yet, so I had a nice, peaceful morning to myself, which was super relaxing. Amanda woke up next, and we started cooking breakfast. And we were trying to be super duper quiet because we didn't want to wake anybody up. So we start cooking some bacon on the stove, and Amanda and I get to talking. You know how girls are. Well, I noticed that the air is filled with smoke. And 
so I run and open all the windows and open the front door and grab a dish towel and start fanning out the smoke. And Amanda is doing the exact same thing out the back door. And if you can imagine two girls frantically running around the house, weaving dish towels in the air while still trying to be completely silent, you've got the right picture. All of a sudden, the fire alarm starts going off so loudly, Courtney, who was peacefully sleeping, comes bolting into the kitchen, screaming, What's going on? The boys are scrambling out of bed and grabbing a broom and a chair and trying to figure out how to shut the fire alarm off. We are all standing around this chair with bed head and morning breath, standing with our hands on our hips, looking up at the fire alarm that's waking up the whole neighborhood. And finally, after what seemed like forever, the boys got it to shut off. While we were dealing with the whole fire alarm situation, we didn't even acknowledge the fact that our breakfast was burnt to a crisp on the stove. Guys, this was such a scene from a movie. I mean, Amanda and I were running around the house in complete silence, waving dish towels in the air, hoping that the smoke would go away. And even though we tried our very best, we ended up waking everyone up anyways. So, I believe it was the next night, we just spent the whole day at the beach and came home, took our showers, and ended up watching a scary movie. Guys, I literally hate scary movies. I used to cry whenever Scooby-Doo came on as a kid because I just didn't like feeling scared. Now I can watch Scooby-Doo and be fine, but anyways, it was scary as a kid. So, going into this movie night, I just knew I'd be watching it through my fingers. We watched You Get Me, which has Bella Thorne in it, and to be honest, it's pretty cheesy, but it's a very relevant and real topic, so it definitely was suspenseful. We finished the movie, and the boys decided to go back to their room, and us girls stayed up a little bit longer and had some girl time and talked. It was getting pretty late. I think it was around 1 a.m. And so Amanda, Courtney, and I headed back into our room and climbed into bed. We were sharing this queen-size mattress, and we actually fit the bed pretty comfortably. Besides the occasional hand in my face at 4 a.m., Amanda loves sticking her hand in your face and waking you up. Not just once, but it is a reoccurring action she does throughout the night. And I looked forward to waking up every single night because of it. <laughs> Anyways, so we shut off the lights and laid in bed talking for a little while longer. And we all hunkered down to go to sleep. And just as we were closing our eyes, we hear a noise. Not just any noise. It was footsteps. And then it was a little girl's voice singing, la 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 la. Out of nowhere, the scariest music starts playing. Us girls start screaming our heads off. We squish ourselves to the middle of the bed, throw the covers over our head, and then Courtney decides to make a run for it into the boys' room. Meanwhile, Amanda and I are shivering under the covers, screaming bloody murder. Then I feel someone pulling the covers off my head. And there stands Joe and Nick and Crispy laughing so hard. The music is still blaring, and Amanda and I are actually terrified. They're all laughing and laughing. Ha ha, real funny, guys. Me and Amanda just went through some serious trauma. Courtney is searching the room, trying to figure out where the music was coming from, and she pulls a speaker out from under our bed. 
those little pranksters. They got us so good. And I mean, so good. We triple checked the room before getting into bed again to go to sleep that night. So the next day, we went to the beach, and the past couple of days, we had been playing spike ball and boogie boarding and all sorts of stuff. If you guys know me, you would know that I love Shark Week. It's by far one of my favorite TV shows. I always love the ocean and going on beach vacations, but I would never go far out into the water. Most of the time, I would go out knee-deep because I had a fear of the ocean, or more like what's in the ocean. This trip was different though. Get this guys, I went out shoulder deep into the water. I mean, that's pretty cool, am I right? So this particular day, we were all hanging out in the water shoulder deep and we were seeing fish fly up all around us, which scared the living daylights out of me. But I was trying to play it cool. Well, we were all talking and all of a sudden, I felt something wrapped around my arm. I could tell it wasn't seaweed because I immediately wiped it off and realized that I just got stung by a jellyfish. I had white lines all down my arm and they immediately started turning red and splotchy. So I started freaking out and made my way to shore to check it out. If you guys have listened to my Theater 101 episode, I tell a lot of embarrassing theater stories in that particular episode, so definitely go check that one out. But I mentioned that I get allergic reactions pretty badly, and so I was nervous because I didn't know if I was going to start swelling up or anything, so I really didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't get into the water anymore that day just to be safe than sorry. You know, I'm finally getting comfortable with being in the ocean, and then a stinking jellyfish has to come up and sting me. Anyways, that was pretty bizarre. The lines went away by that evening, and I had those little dots or prickles. I don't really know if that's the right word, but these little red dots were on my arm for about two days after. Thank goodness I did not swell up. Actually, we had this running joke that whoever gets stung by a jellyfish has to be peed on. My friends were all saying that it helps with the burning and stinging, but I looked it up and it's all a myth, just FYI. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Ew, Addie, somebody's going to pee on your arm? Well, let me make it very clear that I did not get peed on. Thank goodness. And the burning went away without having someone else's urine on me. Just imagine if, let's say, Amanda peed on my arm. Like, she would be the ultimate best friend. (laughs) Anyways, back to the story. So, after our little beach day, we start packing up and heading to the car. And Joe decides to change into a pair of shorts because we are going to shop at the little surf stores after. So, he headed up to the car and changed real quick. We all hop into the van and guess what was left on the top of our minivan. You guessed it, Joe's wet swim trunks holding on for dear life. We did not find out that they went flying off until later on that day when we decided to go to the beach to watch the sunset and see the full moon. Joe realized he had left his only pair of swim trunks that he brought on on this trip on top of the minivan. The next day, we found Joe's wadded up swim trunks on someone's side yard next to the beach. So at least we found them. 
Okay, here's where the story gets good. It's our last full day at the beach. We spent pretty much the whole day laying out and being in the water. When we came back to our Airbnb, we thought we would pack up and get the house somewhat clean so we didn't have to worry about it the next morning. And we also made reservations at 8.30 to eat on the pier. So we started picking up the house and we thought it would be a good idea to load up the car with our beach bags and stuff we wouldn't be needing that night. So Courtney grabs the car keys and goes outside to organize the car. Meanwhile, all the rest of us are inside are picking up and packing our bags. Five minutes go by and Courtney comes rushing in the front door saying she got keys. She got the only pair of keys that we brought locked inside the car and can't get them out. To make matters worse, those were the only car keys we brought with us on our trip, and they weren't even the master key. So the boys go outside and try and see if they can get them out, and us girls are inside coming up with an actual plan. So I called my dad and asked if there is any way we can get the keys out without having to call a locksmith. But he told me that it would just be easier to put or pay a guy to get them out for us. So that's what we did. I call the local locksmith and he starts heading our way. We go outside and find that the guys are sticking all sorts of stuff in the lock. What we didn't know was that Nick had a brilliant idea to stick a feather in the lock. So now not only are our keys locked inside the car, but there is now a feather stuffed in the car door lock. The locksmith pulls up in this old beaten down truck with all of his equipment. He starts working on the door and finally gets it open. I know what you're all thinking. Yay, the keys aren't locked inside the car anymore. Oh yeah, but I'm missing one very important detail. The car alarm starts going off. I mean, it's going berserk. Not just once, and certainly not just twice, but the car alarm will not turn off. So this locksmith is telling Courtney that we are going to have to take it to the collision center to figure out what's wrong and why it won't stop honking. We are still talking to this guy. The car has been honking for about 10 minutes now, and he starts breaking down how much it's going to cost to actually fix the car. It's completely silent, besides, obviously, the car horn, because everyone is so stressed out about how much it's actually going to cost to fix it. And having to tell Courtney and Amanda's dad what happened. In the middle of the silence, I break it and I giggle and try and cover it up by a cough because it's just not the right time to be laughing. However, I cannot hold my laughter in. And the next thing I know, I'm laughing so hard. Do you guys know what the giggle loop is? It's that moment when the time is just not right to laugh. And then you giggle once, you giggle twice, and you find yourself uncontrollably laughing. Well, that was me. I had a not so great time. So the locksmith leaves, Courtney and Crispy go inside, and all that's left on the patio is Nick, Joe, Amanda, and me literally cracking up. (laughs) The car horn is so loud and has been going off for 25 minutes maybe. Everybody is looking. Anybody that passes by is like, what the heck is happening? So Joe says, everyone get in the car. We are going to the collision center right now. 
So we pull out of the driveway, leaving Crispy and Courtney in the house and start driving down the road. Do you guys remember at the beginning when I said we were in a sketchy neighborhood? Well, just imagine a minivan full of teenagers with a honking car that won't stop blaring down the road. Guys, we were making the biggest scene ever. I mean, it was a big statement. We were getting the worst stares. People were coming out of their homes to see what was going on. And every car we were behind got out of our way because they thought we were honking at them. I was cracking up, you guys, like the whole way there. So we found out that after three or four minutes, the car will stop honking. So that's good. We get to the collision center and put the car in park. And right after we park the car, the car alarm starts going off again and everyone starts staring. So we run inside and start talking to the employees and they say that they can't fix it and tell us we have to go to the Honda dealership because they would know what was wrong and would know how to fix it. So I look up where the nearest Honda dealership is, and guys, I kid you not, it is literally 10, 20, I don't even know what I just said, 20 minutes away. Not only is it 20 minutes away, we were going to have to drive this minivan while it's honking on the literal highway. I was wheezing at this point, dying of laughter. I could not keep it together. I mean, Everyone thought we were honking at them, and people were staring at us through their windows on the highway. Anyways, we get to the dealership and pull up, and they were not supposed to close for another 15 minutes. Well, we pull up, and the guy says that they are closed and not able to help us, and tells us to go to the next nearest dealership. Mind you, they aren't supposed to close for another 15 minutes. So we were all pretty livid at this point. Besides me, I was still laughing hysterically. Get this, guys. I look up the nearest Honda dealership. Well, the next near nearest Honda dealership. And I kid you not, it was 30 minutes away. And we would no longer be on the island. So the honking continued. My laughter, laughter continued. And we all developed a headache. And we finally reached our third and final auto place. We were praying that they would be able to help us. So, you know, in the dealership or repair shops, how you have to pull into a garage and it's super echoey in there. Well, our car alarm was already loud to begin with. But once we put it, the car in park, the honking started inside the car garage. It was like you put the honking through a megaphone. Everybody was staring. The building was all glass so you could see inside and all of the employees literally turned around and saw this blue minivan making an entrance. Joe hops out and goes inside and explains what's happening to the employees and they tell us that the guy who can fix the car just left the dealership and won't be back at work until the following day. Great, am I right? I mean, the one guy that can fix our car is gone and won't even come back to help us. But he did tell us that we can unplug the battery when we turn the ignition off and then it will only start honking um, for a little bit and then we'll, we'll stop until we get back in. So we head back to our Airbnb, which literally took us an hour to get back to. We pull into the driveway. Nick climb back, or climbs back through the window, which I forgot to tell you guys that the car alarm would only go off if you opened a door, put the car in park, and then if you turned the car off completely, 
So Nick unplugged the battery and the honking lasted for five seconds before it stopped completely. At least Courtney and Crispy knew we were home. (laughs) Our reservations were at 8.30 and we got home around 7.15. So we decided to go to the pier and make the best of our last night at the beach. So once again, the honking starts. We find a parking spot right on the beach. Nick climbs out the window again and the honking lasts last again for like five seconds everyone on the beach is staring i start laughing again so it was just bad anyways we walk to the pier which has roller coasters and a big ferris wheel on it and we look up at the sky and realize that it looks like it's about to storm the clouds are so dark and the sky is kind of that yucky yellow color so we get on the pier and they tell us that they're closing all the rides down because of the weather, which was a bummer because we just bought tickets to go on the pier and ride some of the rides. Anyways, it's time for our dinner reservation. We get seated. Our waiter is super funny. Uh, When we get our food, we all decided to bless the food and pray. Well, Joe was being so funny and would not hold my hand. So I reached across the table to grab it, and I knocked over my water with lemon all over the table, all on the floor, and on my outfit. I'm so graceful, as we all know. So that was so embarrassing, to say the least. I mean, everybody was staring at us, and then just spilling the water made everything worse. So anyways, we finished dinner and planned to go back to the house since it was pretty late, and we parked on the beach, but It was across from this gas station, and in order for us to not set off the alarms, we had to climb through the windows. Nick had to hook the battery back up, and the honking started all over again. There were these people hanging out at this gas station, and they all started laughing and pointing at our car and yelling because they all thought we were stealing this minivan. I'm sure they really thought we were stealing it when the alarms started blaring, So we started driving and everyone was staring at us. It was nighttime, so a lot of people are out just doing stuff, going on dates, getting out from dinner. Well, we start going down a random road away from the main street. And mind you, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And we are driving in a neighborhood with a car alarm going off. And we start waking up all these houses. Guys, when I tell you I could not stop laughing It is completely true. I was dying because all these lights start coming on. There was this lady that was in the car and she like gets out of the car looking at us like, oh my gosh, should I call the police? I mean, what blue minivan has teenagers all in it with a never ending car alarm? I mean, it's just nuts. Finally, it turns off again and we turn on the road where our house was located and we see three cop cars and somebody directing traffic. And there just so happens to be a wreck really, really close to our Airbnb, which was kind of sad. And it was really bad because when we put the car in park to go inside our house, the alarm is going to go off again, this time with three cop cars down the road from us. So we all start freaking out and are praying that Nick and Joe can coordinate turning the ignition off while unplugging the battery so that we don't cause a bigger scene. The honking went away like after two seconds maybe and then we were good to go inside 
Anyways, this was one of my favorite vacations because I was with my closest friends and we were able to handle so many situations all by ourselves. I'm glad I was able to laugh and see the positive in all the obstacles that we faced. And I hope that you were all able to laugh and enjoy the craziness that happened on our beach vacation. I do want to let you guys know that we were able to fix the van once we got back home and had the master key. Everything works just fine now, so that's super good. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you are all having a wonderful day and that you're able to laugh and see the positive in everything life throws at you. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcast and subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from me. And with that being said, I'll see you next week on All That Attitude.